Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 346. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you five really important to understand consumer trends for the beauty industry. So if you are somebody that sells a beauty product, meaning makeup, hair care, skin care, this episode is going to be a really important one for you. But I do have to say that these consumer trends, these five things that customers are really wanting and looking for in 2023, they could apply to your business no matter what kind of product you sell. But we're going to start doing more of these kind of product industry-specific sales trainings to be able to better serve you in our audience. So this is actually something that I shared in our Mastering Your Market sales series. Last night, we did our training on beauty products. We've done one on health and wellness so far as well. But I shared this in the training last night, and I just felt like it's so valuable that we needed to share it here on the show so that our whole community could hear this and benefit from this. But let me go ahead and let me dive right into what a lot of the research is saying. This is really, really important stuff. So the interesting thing about the beauty industry to start off is this. The beauty industry is doing very well. It's actually proven to be somewhat resistant, if not completely resistant, to recessionary trends, right? People spending less money, losing jobs. The beauty industry continues to grow year over year. And so if we think about it, this makes sense because a lot of the products that you sell they've really become kind of ingrained in consumers' lives. And they're kind of like, I can't live without these things. And so that's a really good thing. Now, when you look at the research, there's really five things to me that stand out. Here's the first thing. Today, consumers are looking for and they expect a more personalized level of service and an experience when it comes to buying. So this was a really interesting thing. In a survey that actually was done by McKinsey and company, nine out of 10 people said that the experience that a company or a brand provides when purchasing is as important as the product itself. Now, think about that for a second. The experience of somebody buying from you today in 2023 is as important to them as the actual product they're buying. Now, we've talked a lot about learning how to bring more value into our interactions with prospects and customers. This is how you do it. You need to be creating experiences for your customers. And I also think this could be one of the biggest advantages of our profession, but it's also, I think, one of the biggest missed opportunities for most. When I look at what most of our clients do, it's kind of this one-size-fits-all approach to selling. We treat everybody the same. We treat them as buyers. We focus on transactions. When I look at all the interactions that people have with their customers, it's always servicing the product, right? Taking orders, asking questions, sharing promotions, sharing deals. And yeah, we do chit chat, but chit chat doesn't build relationships and it doesn't bring value into that customer relationship. So we need to learn how to go beyond that. And so when I think of how can we personalize the process of doing business with us. Well, I look in the beauty industry, here are some common things I see. I see a company's doing free assessments, right? Color matching assessments, and they're leading with value and helping and trying to educate people before they pitch and sell, 
right? Recognizing that every customer is a little bit different, their needs are different. And so that might mean the recommendation of products that you give them could be different as well. But before we recommend products, before we tell people what they need, let's take the time to actually get to know them. Let's not assume we know their problems and what they're struggling with. Let's personalize the selling process. Now, here are some of the benefits of doing this. So according to this study done by McKinsey, 71% of consumers expect a personalized interaction. And if you can deliver in this area, it will lead to up to a 40% increase in revenue. It also boosts conversions. Think about it like this. One of the foundational principles of influence, influence is important when selling, is the law of reciprocity. So if we take some time on the front end to do a quiz, an assessment, or just get to know somebody's specific situation before we pitch, here's what happens, is they want to give to us. They want to buy. The likelihood of somebody buying, get this, they are 75% more likely to buy from you if you personalize the process. And so this also leads me to this thought, this thing we've talked a lot about. In 2023, we need to learn how to go beyond just customer service. We need to learn how to serve the person. I read this really cool term. And it said, think about your customers from more of a life-centric point of view. Most people in our space, they only focus on solving problems and having conversations in the narrow scope of the products that you sell. Now, you might be selling makeup and everything you do is you talk to people about makeup and give tips on makeup and educate them on makeup. But guess what? The people that you're selling to, they are human beings. They are mothers, right? They are, you know, working mothers. They have all these other problems outside of just makeup and all these things are impacting their life. And see, sometimes what we don't do enough of is we don't share enough of our personal transformation with our customers, how we've got a better mindset. We've got a better way of thinking. We figured out all these other things that help us be more effective in our life. See, if you can solve problems outside of the narrow scope of what you sell, the experience that creates for people is memorable. And so what will happen is, You'll find higher quality customers that will stick and stay. They'll be loyal to your brand and they'll tell other people. But personalization and experience, so important today. Here's the second thing that to me really stood out in a lot of this research. Loyalty programs today are winning over customers. Now, when we think of the beauty industry, one of the most well-known ones, and my wife Shannon is always talking about, hey, I got some points. What do you need? Is Sephora, right? Sephora has crushed it with this super personalized loyalty program. And it's kind of become the gold standard. But when I think about our business model, what are some of the things that we can do? Well, we can certainly reward customers for being loyal, right? You've been a one-year customer, an anniversary. We can do little things to show appreciation. Somebody places their second order. Let's identify the key parts in the customer journey. Like maybe people only normally buy once from you. Well, let's go out of our way in that first 30 days. Let's really wow them and let's create some sort of an interaction that creates a second purchase, right? But like thinking more about the lifetime value of the customer instead of just the initial sale. But so we can do things personally. But when I think of the business model, here's one of the things I think we should be using is a lot of companies have preferred customer programs. Now, I don't think you should be selling and leading with a preferred customer program. Unless somebody asks for it. See, and the reason why I say that is because to me, discounting your products up front for everybody that comes into your business, it's not a good business practice, 
right? Like you're not running a nonprofit organization. You're running a business. And so sometimes people say, but Bob, the price, you know, the products are expensive. People can't afford them. And I say, that's not true. It's not that they can't afford them. It's that you don't know how to create enough value. You don't know how to sell, right? Your job in a sales conversation is create enough value for what you offer. Now, here's the thing. The value for what you offer isn't just tied to the product. It's tied to the process, the experience, and the offering that you bring to the table. You are part of the value. And somebody says, well, Bob, you know, it's 56 bucks. I go, you don't think you're worth 56 bucks? You don't think the experience of working with you, you don't think you can serve and help people beyond a transaction of 56 bucks? See, we got to change the way that we look at our business. But when I think of something like a preferred customer program, here's where I see it really makes sense. Let's do a better job of creating value. Let's sell our products. And then for people that become loyal to our brand, let's pick a point in time where we introduce them to some of these additional benefits, knowing that this is what consumers are looking for today in order for them to stick around and become more loyal. So let's use that as a tool, but let's not lead with it. Let's use it strategically as a way to retain our customers. So the next thing is this. This one I really love is a lot of the consumer research today for the beauty industry, and this applies to all industries, is showing that brands are wanting to partner more with authentic influencers. Look, the days of like influencers, we just blindly trust somebody we follow online because they tell us to buy a product. Those days are over. And the reason why is because we've been let down so many times by these people that we respect just because they have a big following and they're recommending products that are not good products. And so what's happening is companies and brands are no longer looking at the amount of followers. They're looking at the engagement rates of people's followings. Now, in order to get good engagement, you got to really show up and you got to serve and you got to really be honest and you got to do well by people. Otherwise, you're always going to be exposed. But here's what's interesting. Listen to this statistic. So in this study by McKinsey, they say that 61% of adults in the U.S. prefer to buy new products through user-generated content. So what does that mean? Not influencers, but people that are actually real-life people that we can relate to, right, that are just sharing experiences with the products, Right now, this to me, it totally leans into the power of our space. People are looking for more authentic content. They want to try new products and they do it based off of personal recommendations from people they know. So we can really lean into that. But here's where I think most people miss the kind of miss the boat on this is we're creating user generated content. We're sharing about the products like people are doing that through reels and stories and lives and posts. Here's where they go wrong the user-generated content can't be overly promotional. So if you're always pitching and selling and asking people to buy and including links, you're not going to tap into the power of this because that makes the content inauthentic. So what you have to learn how to do is be able to talk about your products in a way where you're just sharing experiences and telling stories and maybe adding some value, but don't have the pitch or the ask be in the content because the second you do that, it becomes less authentic. Content is really to build relationships and trust. Selling happens in the conversations. But this should be good news because people aren't looking for Photoshopped images. They're not looking for perfect feeds. They want real people just having real conversations with them. And this is a really good thing for our profession. So the fourth trend when it comes to consumer behavior in the beauty industry are consumers are wanting to interact with products and brands that are tied to communities. 
Now, this is also an area where we excel, right? We get to build communities around our products. And so communities have really become more popular over the last couple of years. I think a big part of that is COVID. Because we felt so isolated and alone, we were so desperate to be able to find places online that we could feel connected to people in a meaningful way. A lot of the biggest beauty brands out there are creating movements and purpose-driven communities around their products. So you have to do the same thing. Take a lesson from that. This is what people want. And so when I think of things like VIP customer groups or just customer groups in general, I see people trying to do this, but once again, they're missing the target, and here's why. I look at something like a customer group or a product group, and for most people, the only purpose of that group is just to promote and sell. It's only one person posting and talking and telling. That's not a community. A community is a group of people sharing, encouraging, and inspiring one another. The value of the community does not actually come from the person that started it. It comes from all the people that are a part of it. And so what we have to do is this. We need to find a mission that's tied to our products that's bigger than just the transaction. So let me give you a quick example. Maybe you create some sort of a movement or a community. You know that your ideal customer is an, is an empty nester or it's a mom that is starting to get a little older and she's really struggling with signs of aging. And so you sell a skincare product and that's like the obvious surface problem to solve. You help women find simple routines for their skin that help them look great have a youthful glow, and love what they see in the mirror. But you go deeper than that. I don't want to see a group just pitching products. I want you to see, I want you to create a movement and a group tied to a bigger mission. What if part of your mission was really letting women know like that, that they don't need to change a single thing about themselves to love what they see in the mirror? That beauty is not something that starts from the outside in, it starts from the inside out. And what if you created content and shared stories to inspire women to look at themselves and think of themselves in a different way? So now I'm showing up in your group and your community every day. And yes, I'm going to get there. You're going to share products and things that you believe in in an authentic way without selling or pitching. But there's also a lot of other stuff that can inspire me. And it, I just feel like I found my tribe. And so we need to lean more into communities this year. And then here's the last one. And I think to me, this is like the perfect argument for why what we teach with Love, Serve, Grow and transformational selling has never been more important. According to this study done by Shopify on consumer behavior, that this year people are, they recommend that businesses prioritize relationships over transactions. Relationship building with customers is one of the most important things you can do this year. And it will determine, this is what they say, that it will determine the future success of your business. And so how do we bring more of that into our business? Well, what if we look at every single interaction with a customer, not just as an opportunity to make a sale, and what if we stop looking at them just as buyers, and we start looking at sales as an opportunity to help? And every interaction with a customer is just a chance for us to get to know more about them, to discover problems that we can help solve outside of the scope of just our thing. What if we shared more of our mission and our vision and our values as a way to connect with our customers on a deeper level? These are the things that people want relationships are really the key to long-term sustainable success. You'll never build a relationship with customer service. You'll never build a relationship with small talk. We've got to be able to go beyond that. You service products, you serve people. And I know that's what you want to do, right? You probably listen to the show, you're watching this video because you want to love, serve, and grow in your business and you feel called to help. But I just want you to recognize that most of you have been using an approach to your business that's just not allowing you to do that. And so here's why we do what we do. We want to help you be better.
But these are five really important consumer trends. I want you to think about how can you start making improvements in these areas in your business? And how can you, if you don't sell a beauty product, these still apply to your business regardless? So hey, one quick thing. If you do sell beauty products and you did not get a chance to register for this free sales training we did on the beauty industry, we go into great detail teaching you how to have a sales conversation around your products in a different way. You can actually get access to the recording of that training. Here's all you need to do is just go over to Instagram and we'll put my account in the show notes so we make sure you find the right place. But just DM me the word master. And depending on when you listen to this, we will send you a link with the recording of the training so that you can listen to it. But either way, hope you got some value out of the episode today. As always, I love and appreciate you all for being here. I'll see you soon on the next episode.